0: What's up, everybody? How are we all doing? What a year, man. What a freaking year it has been. And it's crazy to think that the moment 1st of January dawns upon us, everything will be alright. Well, I don't want to be a party pooper, but hey, it's just a calendar switch. The world will take its sweet time to get back to normal. Or perhaps this is normal. All we can do is be prepared and listen to some kick-ass podcasts, like the one you're about to. What if I tell you that the key to have a successful business and when I say successful, I mean the one that gives you profitable returns and a sense of fulfillment, satisfaction every day. What if I tell you that the key to such business is not in some course or a degree or seminars, but within you? My guest today runs the most loved cafe in Pune City called 108 Lifestyle Cafe. If you haven't visited what the hell are you doing he is an absolute chiller dude a good friend of mine ladies and gentlemen please welcome the spiritual gangster 108's very own rajan whenever i sit with you when we have a conversation it's almost like you know we hit that meta spot that we are going spiritual and oh another thing another thing that you know rajan People don't know Rajan as, I mean, I'm sure they all know you as, you know, the cafe guy, like he runs the cafe 108, everyone knows 108, but I think there are very few people who've actually seen this side of yours, that you are this, you know, calm dude who can actually sit you down and talk to you about any goddamn thing on this planet.
1: Yeah. So I think this has been, you know, taken some time to come to fruition as well. And uh, yeah, like I'm excited to be here. This is the first time I'm doing anything like this. So you've
0: never been on a talk show interview? No, I mean, we
1: have had opportunities, but it just uh, hasn't happened yet. And this was the first time and it's been a while in the making as well. So I have been excited and today's the day. So happy to be here. I'm
0: I'm, I'm lucky that I'm your first. (laughs) (laughs) If that sounds right. But bro, first thing, okay, this question. Uh, and I really, really wanted to share it as a fan of your work. What uh, you and Brie... Oh, by the way, shout out to Brie. I love you more <laughs> than I love this guy. Yeah. So it, what you and Brie have started, it is actually phenomenal. And I'll tell you why. Because you, you know, have you heard of the thing called Creators Curse? That uh, It's sad that you and Brie cannot experience yes. cafe 108 yes. the way we do the way yes. hundreds if not thousands do right yes. in pune city yeah so what you've started it's kind of a mini cultural movement if you think about it like I've, I've been i've been a frequent visitor since three four years now yeah and i'm i've been living the hashtag cafe life since 10 years now yeah. so i've visited a lot of cafes i've never felt this way the way i always feel when i enter your place and that's why i call it a cultural moment because i'm not the only one yeah. i mean you know there are people who are doing everything yeah there was starbucks yeah there was blah 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 whatever but it just feels different so a lot of people want to get into cafe business it's like it has become that end goal right you know mujhe cafe kholnain. Yeah. so right now i want you to preach like just, <laughs> just, just just tell us everyone tell everyone that you know how did you do it and what are the things to keep in mind
1: Look, um when we first started, like we we didn't really like it came about from a po- like I always used to say to Bree saying that oh we were living in Australia this time, and um, I always said to her that we'll go to India and do something there on our own because we had good job. Were you dating in Australia you back then? Um, bit of both. So since. What we do were, you mean by bit of both? No, how said, can you be? This this conversation <laughs> was. Um, started when we were dating already. Right, right, right. And then when we were married, the conversation continued. Right. But there was a point after we got married where I kept on saying, like, yeah, one day we'll do so something. you got married
0: in Australia and then you moved to India.
1: And India. We got married both. You need to know Also about this, in right? Bali. We also got See, married in, Pune in Bali. People know you, but they don't know yeah, you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, these things like come up in different conversations and it's, it's it just a natural kind of a flow where you know you're curious you ask a question like I don't mind sharing anything about myself so um, it comes up like people question but yeah we got married three times one in Australia once in Bali and then in India nice and Brie has kind of always been in this industry um, all her life F&B yeah okay Um, and hospitality and she Started working from the age of thirteen, which is kind of is the normal legal age them. in <laughs> Not Australia.
0: For, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, one one day, I went home and she came home from work, and she said, "I know what I'm going to do." Like, right. um, and she's a big like on goals and goal coaching. Okay, and she looks of, focused. She looks focused. yeah. Like it's so she worked for an organization called Lululemon, which is a big I think part um, of it. Yeah, um, yoga clothing brand. Clothing, yes. Um, yeah, it's it's from lulu it's from canada and she kind of worked with them opening their first few stores and so on right so anyway so their culture like a business culture and a people culture was goal setting and it's a very individualistic approach where what do you want to do like where do you want to go like what do you need to be successful and they kind of build the people like that Mm -hmm. and Obviously, along with all of her other experience that she had kind of learned over the years and gained over the years, um, she was very strong in goals and goal coaching and she had a goal of opening her own cafe. And she had an epiphany one day, and she came home. She's like, "I'm going to open a cafe." And she was unstoppable since. Okay. So this is really her baby. Right. Um, as much as we do it together, and but without her, I would have never started this cafe. Sure. Is the kind of truth of the story. Right. Um, so yeah, like we, she, she came home one day. She's like, "I'm going to start this cafe," and my friends tell me this has been on my goals all my life, and. She's worked for numerous different cool places right. all along um, her experience and across the world. Um, and then she got really serious about it really quickly. Like right. she quit her job, which was she was very good at. Um, she started working for free at a friend's cafe. I'm like, I don't know where this is going, but this makes me this is all very uncomfortable Yeah, okay. in Australia. And I kept on like supporting her as much as I could and just like, being optimistic and then one day she came home she's like i'm gonna go to indian scout for properties i'm like okay (laughs) hold on a minute like i am not ready whatever train you're on you need to get off it for a minute (laughs) right and let me catch up but she's like well i'm going next month
0: you you know you're out you can come and you guys were married back then yeah yeah, we were married okay yeah we were just married i like the way she you know yeah (laughs) this
1: is kind of within around the sixth Six-month mark since we got married, it was all kind of changing. Right, right.
0: Like, you can't really put your finger to it how, you know, like... So, wait a second. She knows that her husband is from India. Yeah. Right? Who lives there. Yeah. But she gave you an ultimatum or whatever that I'm leaving in one month doing my own work yeah like I mean I, she's
1: got a history with India and like even before we met she spent a lot of time so in anyway she wasn't
0: asking you to come along she was just telling you that I'm gonna do this
1: yeah she's like I would like for you to Box come lady, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd like for you to come but if you're not gonna come it's gonna happen yeah regardless so <laughs> I get it yeah. that's her style um and then we came and the first day we were scouting for properties we found our first location which was quite perfect yeah. and then it was like are you going to te- take that leap of faith or are you just going to hold back and let this opportunity pass by Right. and we just took the leap of faith man like so we quit right. all our you know jobs and our belongings and packed it all up in a car and put it in storage and we took a flight out to India so she moved to India first um, And I had to, I spent a couple more months wrapping up our life there still and finishing my job and, you know, like organizing our belongings, this, that and the other. So she single-handedly set up the entire cafe before I even
0: got there. And we're talking about the one in lane 6. In lane 6, yeah. That was the first
1: iteration of our cafe, essentially. And that's how it all started. I mean, overall, it's just been a beautiful journey. It hasn't been easy. So I'm not going to make it sound... um, um, Rosie hmm. but it's been the best thing we've done in our life hands down um, and it's given us more than what we could ever imagine right. um, but it's also been the hardest thing we've done in our life so you know when you know people say follow your dreams this that and the other you know 100% but I think you also need to bring that attitude Um, to the table every day day, every day day, week every day week on week month on month because the challenges never stop like you've you've put yourselves out there yeah and you are vulnerable because something so close to your heart is being put out on a plate right um for people to have opinions about and there's hundreds um, thousands people walking through those doors every week so it's a challenging situation to be in, which you can't really um, gauge or imagine or prepare for before you open the doors or anything. So right. you know, if you listen to podcasts of other you know great chefs around the world mm. and you know people who've started restaurants and cafes, like no one can prepare you for that. Right. So you have to be a fighter when you kind of you know put yourself yeah. out there because it's not going to be easy. Is the It's the simplest way of describing it. Oh, I can imagine.
0: I can also, you know, you being at the top, like, of course, I mean, you have to take care of every single thing, but you Mm -hmm. being on the top, I was reading about all those people who work beyond the walls, right? The kitchen staff and all. I mean, it's just remarkable Mm -hmm. the way people don't realize what goes... Were you reading a book about this? Yeah, 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 I was, I was. It was Orwell's book. So these guys were mainly, they used to work on daily wages as waiters. Yeah. As waiters in France And this is 1930s based book Down yeah. and out in Paris and London yeah. So this guy was So I got to know about All the kitchen staff And what they go through It's like One of the toughest jobs on yeah. this planet You 100%. can't deny that And People don't realize that yeah. They start early Huge respect for Not just your staff Like yeah. everyone who works yeah. Because it was an eye opener Yeah So yeah I mean, I mean that was just Very spontaneous I, I want to tell you this one small story right. About the
1: industry in itself Right When we were living in Australia students, like we could work Hmm. part-time and stuff. And I have always been kind of like an office job kind of a guy. Yeah, corporate. Yeah, like more of that. And I always kind of fit in that framework and enjoyed being that. You get to a place, you know, you work a certain number of hours. Yeah, Yeah. I wore suits for many years. But there was this one time when my friend wasn't going to be able to make his shift for work. And he's like, "Oh, do you want to take this on?" And I knew he did something at an events place, and I didn't have a full understanding of what it was about. Okay. I was excited. I'm like, "On oh, new challenge, yeah. like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll be there." So he's like, "Be there at 4 p.m." Right. And just like they're nice people to work for, and they were. So there was this big venue of where which could seat like three to five hundred people. Right. And it was. A Greek wedding that hmm. you know, I arrived upon. Okay. And I was everything behind the scenes in the kitchen. Did you break right? plates? Uh yeah, there was some yeah. definitely some breaking of plate action mm. happening there, but they that celebrated. So every yeah. time you broke a plate, everyone's like, Whoa yeah, that's and chill and yeah. Yeah. So um but I had to do everything from doing the dishes yes, yes. to stirring big pots of food to doing a lot of Prep, like cutting, chopping, peeling and um, um, just other jobs, you know, just like we've got some breaks. But essentially, I thought like it would be like a six hour shift or yeah. eight hours or something. But essentially, four till like seven o'clock was just getting ready. Seven to ten was, eleven was the real service. And then eleven midnight onwards was the wind down. So it went on till four in the morning. Okay, And it was nothing... I had experienced before and I was so tired and I was like this is not for me like my body is not must be an equalizer
0: must be an equalizer it It must be yeah Yeah, it tells you a lot right but it's a little bit of a gate
1: opener that I experienced but it was a great experience but you know Brie still kind of is more kitchen and hands-on and creative and even overall as such so she is the CEO and I'm more behind the scenes, a little bit project management, a little bit more CFO type of a role. Right. Um, and I'm also good with people, so do a bit of training. So and you this are, and yes. that, yeah. you are, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But still, I mean, you know, there's always a fingerprint, right? Every yeah. business, especially cafes and all, they have their own identity. So I also had this guy, a friend, uh, Joy, who started Rasta in Delhi and Mumbai, right? Oh, yeah. Rasta, the Rasta yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in horse In horse cars, in stuff, horse cars yeah. Exactly. So that guy, he on the podcast, he said that, you know, uh, you just have to do your own thing. You just can't copy someone else's. Yeah. So anyway, I can, I can uh, lease a huge space out, right? And I can, you know, uh, paint the walls, pastel and, you know, say I'm a cool place, cool mm-hmm. vibe, whatever. But I can't be you, right? So I, that's what I really want to dig into. Like, what was the drive? Like, how did it turn out like this yeah. that everyone wants to just work chill at your place? It's yeah. happening. Well,
1: to be honest, we also can't like quite describe it, put our finger to it in, in that <laughs> sense, because it's answer. it's it's a little bit more of a happening than a doing. Hmm. So we didn't set out to um, achieve something like this, or make it look like this, or have this vibe or whatever. Right. So the cafe is what it is today hmm. because of all the people that have walked through those doors. The people who work for us and obviously us as well who kind of stand behind it all to make it all kind of kind of flow in a specific way right. but I feel there's so many different variables that has led into the cafe being what it is today so almost from one point of view you never really know right what the secret ingredient yeah. is but what you can do is essentially um, be true to yourself right you know be, be authentic Dig deep, you know, like really, like it's very easy to say, to see a little bit of, I don't know if it's quite the glamour or something else, but it's really easy to be attracted to that and say, Hey man, like I want to do something like that. Or I want to cook or I can host people or I can manage a small cafe. But I think the original intent behind all of these things need to be um, a bit deeper than that. Like, you know, like I, if I were to start the cafe by myself, right. I don't think it would have been successful. Like it was Brie's original intent or that, you know, like strong energy from the start that has Mm. led it into being what it is today. So I feel like authenticity, being true to yourself, you know, bringing something really valuable and unique um, to the table is essential because you can't just be another place doing the same stuff. Like I think we're, especially in today's day and age like we've got all the tools to um, dig deeper you know ask the big questions of what's the purpose of life and see if it is aligned to what you want to pursue in life or do you want to be like one year three or five years in being like you know this didn't work out or it's not filling my cup or I feel like it's really essential especially in this day and age to ask the big questions like if I had to do this for the rest of my life, hmm. is, it, is this something worth pursuing? Or is it just like, oh, I like to go to this cafe or I like that cafe in Paris or Melbourne or New York or whatever and I want to kind of replicate that and do... So I feel like this whole authenticity and originality and genuineness should come through. like, right. And that comes from going within. Yes. You know, like... Finding your true self as well, like asking the tough questions to yourself and also asking people around you like close ones to you know bounce ideas like people you really value and you think know you as a person and I think you should definitely chase your dreams and right. go for it. But I think there's a lot of groundwork that is essential before you actually go ahead and do that. Which. It's not time-bound or place-bound or this, that and the other, but I think more importance should be given, more thought should be given, more effort should be given before you kind of actually offer something that you think is valuable to the community at large.
0: Right. Hmm. Makes sense. Yes also I want to talk about infinity that mm. we will get into yeah. because I've been you know we've, we've been having these conversations yeah. yeah. so before that I want you to tell me about that Kula Smala that you're wearing <laughs> like what is it about <laughs> because I asked you before I started recording this is very special just take it out once yeah why not I mean, don't take it out just yeah okay yeah. it has that yeah. so what is that Yeah. You
1: know. so this I got in Rishikesh okay and this is kind of Blessed by one of my teachers, and okay. that's Muji. Okay, so a little bit about Muji is that um, he's a spiritual teacher who is based out of Portugal right now. Okay, um, um, it's called Monte Sahaja, their right. um, place in Portugal. And he's originally from Jamaica, he's lived in London for he's many cool years. Dude. And he's a cool he dude, he's not like cool. other spiritual people, he's the people. man, yes, yeah. and um, yeah, like so my journey about kind of finding answers to life and kind of um, going deeper within myself led me to him Mm -hmm. and um, I found him on YouTube initially and there was like just the more I heard him speak um, the more I was engaged in what he was about and his message and then quite organically it happened that February was the month he kind of comes to India every year, or most years. To Rishikesh, and, yeah, to Rishikesh, okay. and um, he does like a one month, a couple of months season, and it was kind of coming up, and it was quite easy for me to kind of find myself there. So I did go for a week, and that's where I got this from okay. him. So which is quite Directly a cool story, like yeah, like he's blesseded, yeah. Oh, yeah, fantastic! Yeah. So it is quite amazing, and. I just like it. It's sandalwood. It's cool. It smells.
0: It smells amazing. And I, I would just wear such stuff like yeah. beads. There's something. Yeah. In, I, I used to buy whenever I used to go to um, McLeod Gans or yeah. Ladakh. Yeah. So no one gifted it to me. That yeah. blessed it. Uh, yeah. But you know, you're just, yeah. you just you feel that vibe, right? Hundred
1: yeah. percent. So Rishikesh has a very, um, very special place in my heart right um, and I've only been there once okay. and that was this year in February right so it was the week of Shivratri right and um, well I've been on a little bit of a quest where you know I'm, I'm I kind of find walk me through yeah so um, well it all began um, a number of years ago like 17 18 years ago I started meditating I was introduced to this breathing and meditation technique called the Sudarshan Kriya, right. which is um, we we're, were brought to this planet and to the mankind by Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, Shri Shri Ravi um, who who runs the um, who founded the Art of Living organization, and um, since then it's just kind of has its own momentum and has has its own direction, which I've just kind of organically kind of been open to. So you know you get taught this amazing tool that you can use on a daily basis at okay. home which is kind of sets the tone for the day. This is like 15-20 minutes that you just give yourself any time of the day.
0: And What do you do in those 15-20 so minutes? It's, it's, it's a
1: breathing technique that okay. is quite unique and specialized which is tea taught to you on a program okay. that they run which is called um, Art of Breathing. Right. Um,
0: and. So is it like holding your breath for? So another? it's a
1: it's a full on sequence, and right. it's 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 not something that can be you know like um, transferred to you right now. Okay. It's like people are trained to be able to. It's very powerful and very profound. Right. So a lot of cool stuff like you know firework kind of stuff can happen. So it's done in a specific environment. So right. it is. Um, That's fascinating. One of those. So it is. A kriya hmm. that taps into like our ancient knowledge, right. um, which has been designed for modern humans. Like you and I, this Some, is just breathing. This is just breathing. Okay, but I mean, it's not just breathing. Um, from the outside, it'll look like just breathing. Yeah, but it's very profound, right. very deep, and beyond. In my opinion, beyond what mind can understand. So, right. from if you if you try and think about it. From the perspective of the human mind, right. then you will think, "Oh, you're just doing a bunch of breathing exercises." At a guy different- like me, right, will be like, "No, oh, like oxygen
0: supply. No. Yeah, something's happening. Okay, you're getting it's, high." It's it's, it. a,
1: it's a very common thing of coming to it, but that's why I say the experience is essential, right? Because hundred percent, right. you can't really describe experience. You know, like um, you wake up this morning and you've had a dream. Even if you're lying next to your beloved, you can't really translate or draw that dream in front, which you've experienced to your beloved, even though it's so intimate and so close. So it's similar, like experiences, especially spiritual experiences, cannot really be... explained or right. talked about imparted so, upon other people yeah. exactly and that's why you know teachers will even say like don't talk about the experience so right. i try and you know sure, sure stay sure. close yeah. to that but it is and that's why it's so good that you get to have your own experience and you should go ahead and experience it yourself so my Brie also teaches um, these workshops okay and now they're also like via zoom which is super cool otherwise you have to go to a certain place at a certain time mm. to be able to experience that, but the profoundness of it I cannot really describe in words. So okay. it was a very special thing that happened to me quite earlier on in right. my life. Um, my father recommended that I did that, and I went in with like, why not? Like, yeah. you know, what am I going to do with my time on these specific days that is going to be more valuable than this? Right. So I found myself there, and I got to experience it. And then there are subsequent other techniques that you can learn if that's what you're looking for. And there's silence retreats and there's advanced meditation practices. There's an asana practice if that's what you want and so on and so forth. So there's a lot that you can, from a tools point of view, that you can, you've got access to. Right. So that's where it all started. I went to Australia <coughs> after that. And um, I continued. There was a c- beautiful community in Australia as well that I connected. I made some amazing friends there through this whole hmm. community. Um, and we had a great time, man. So Shri Shri also used to visit Australia, which is a very nice environment for him to come and be in. But also for his you know, students or right. devotees to go and meet him because it's not like India.
0: If you have to differentiate between... Since, you know, I've just read, I was never into, you know, spiritual leaders, not leaders, but spiritual men, these enlightened people, souls. Uh, I know I'm going to put a polarized question right now, but how will you differentiate between someone like Osho and Shri Shri? I wouldn't differentiate. You wouldn't? No. Because, isn't one really, I won't use the term...
1: I'll tell you why radical. I wouldn't one differentiate. One very radical
0: and one very calm and you
1: know. I, I don't know Osho enough okay. to make a comment. Like I haven't read his books, I haven't watched his hmm. videos. Um, I'm a part of the KP kind of community. Ex- that's where, why I asked where, it, yeah.
0: What do you gauge when you see a lot of maroon robes in your cafe? Like how do you differentiate between yourself and those people? I don't
1: differentiate because I feel um, every individual hmm. be it like a fully self-realized you know entity Right. I mean or versus anyone else I feel it's a unique representation of nature okay. essentially like and comparing like even if we were comparing you and me right. it just doesn't make sense because right. you can never compare right. and essentially what I believe who we truly are is just an expression of who and you and I are. But isn't their expression a bit clannish? Because I personally felt so. So a clannish or cultish or not is dependent on your personal opinion. So this is... I'll, I'll just like to connect this to what I just said before where your world and my world cannot be different. Your right. experience and my experience of this world cannot be the same, same. same it's completely yeah. unique right so the way you perceive world hmm. the way you perceive yourself right and the others right now there's we'll just try and get a little bit of a perspective right okay. there's a world right there's you right and then there's others right okay so others is essentially you know everyone from the gurus to politicians to um Your friends and your family and people you work with and people you like and don't like. That's all the others. Right. You are you. Yeah. And then the world is the world like in its all entirety. Like
0: everything that you perceive is your world. Okay. Everything that I perceive is my world. And when we say others, we just mean people, other humans. For the sake of this conversation, right, yes. Right, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, essentially, in life, right, you wake up, yeah.
1: you're by yourself, right? You know, then you've got plans to mate this, that, and the other, yeah. And that's what happens, right? And then there's everything that exists for you is your world, right? So, like, if we had to talk about, you know, life, right? You know, we can kind of talk around these concepts because right. it just gives a clearer perspective of right, what we're talking right, about. Yeah. So, how I see the these entities essentially um self-realized or not like liberated or not um is will be very unique to how you see it and mm-hmm. cult or not as well so often they will say like yeah, if you want to call us a cult, call us a cult, but we are a happy cult like really? we' are, yeah. we're making a positive impact on people's life and positive can just mean. Like you and I are feeling a little less stressed right. by doing these breathing techniques yeah. or meditations or being in a certain environment where there's chanting happening or yes. whatever. Now it's very. Now this is a very um, easy phenomenon to take place, hmm. where like others or like from their perspective we're the others, and from our perspectives they're the others. Right. It's very easy to perceive the other. As this or that. Right. You know. Cultish or not cultish. Like cool or not. Like happy or not. Or whatever. But I feel like that brings me to quite a fundamental um, principle of this subject. Right. And that is that is the theory of consciousness essentially that you know on some level Hmm. we're all the same. Right. You know. So essentially me saying something about you Mm. or you thinking something about me or you and I collectively thinking something about someone else Mm. is only conceptual okay yes and cannot be cannot be um, set in stone essentially because what I think and you think is completely different so coming back to your question I don't see it what anyone like
0: oh and this has taken me some time trust me so I, because these aren't regular thoughts right you actually have to peel each layer right to go i guess this. so but yeah. i'm kind of
1: you know opening my kind of set of experiences and thoughts and ideas in this conversation um, and over the years as of today like So, short answer is yes. Like, did I think of this, that and the other as like, oh, what are you guys doing? And like frowned upon all of that? Yes. Like, I've been through that. But my perspective today is that um, or the choice I have made and the perspective I have arrived upon is that essentially we're kind of the same, Hmm. you know? So, if there is no you and I Hmm. and if there's not me and him and her and this and that, if it's all part of the nature right. that is all encompassing, right. you know, then the question of who's doing what, if right. it's right or wrong, if it's cool or not, if it's, you know, like harmful or not is kind of all a bit relative. Right. So, you know, we can say like, are you know, he's doing this and he's done that and this is what has happened. But essentially in the scheme of things, right. like if you... In the scheme of things, of the largest picture, the from the point of infinity, just being, yeah, Yeah. from the from the point of ultimate consciousness, these questions don't come up. Yeah, and I have over time kind of tried to calibrate myself to that frequency where you know, and that's essentially what everyone is doing. Right, like everyone wants more peace of mind Hmm. or more stillness or less conflict in your head or less ups and downs so you just want to like oh i just want to feel good you know i just want to be happy Hmm. everyone wants to be happy if i offered you a little more happiness right now you know would you say no to it i might yeah that's very subjective but i might yeah depending on what i I need (laughs) i mean i'm not giving it to you but if you could be like a better version of yourself like i can i can kind of Change the jabbiage in life, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and like, yes, and okay. we move from strength to strength or yes. this to that, and we strive to be better yes. entities. And you know, you work out and you look after yourself, that's too like it's self improvement. But um,
0: in this, uh, mainly it's ego boost for most, <laughs> but it's still, I mean, everything is kind but of when we start thinking like good, you think, then it becomes like, okay, I want to elevate my quality of life right you know so yeah yeah i want to elevate that then it becomes uh, a a healthy pursuit i would say right now it's ugly yeah because you know people people have forgotten like i mean to remain healthy and longevity yeah you know it's very easy you don't have to fucking do a lot to do that you don't have to eat six times a day to do that yeah But the moment aesthetics came into play, right? I want to look like that. I want to look at myself looking like that. That fucked everyone up.
1: Yeah. And I think it's it's a very natural phenomenon. And I think you've kind of used a couple of words which I'd like to kind of touch upon and, you know, um, go there. But for me, from my personal experience, I found myself, you know, like I was born here and grew up here. But I had this thing about like, you know, you... You're born to certain parents. Right. Okay. You get given a name, yeah. you get given taught a language, you get fed certain type of food. Yeah. And there's a certain environment that you're yes. kind of exposed to. Then you grow up a little bit, you get introduced to yeah. your immediate yeah. family and you treat this person like that and you speak to this person like that. Right. Then like after a certain number of years you go to school where you're exposed to a larger number of people, mm. your teachers and your friends and this, that and the other. Now, right. that does more in conditioning your yes. mind essentially. Yes. And this conditioning I refer to is happening all the time, is happening right now, yeah. has happened before. Like the X number of years that we've been alive in, this bo- in these bodies, we have been constantly subjected to conditioning. Yes. Okay. You and I wouldn't be speaking the language Um, Or using the vocabulary we use. Had it been for the conditioning. Hmm. Okay. So let's just park conditioning for now. Being just essentially the human experience. You know that we are absorbing constantly. And being who we are as a direct outcome of that. Hmm. And now this conditioning has essentially led us to believing this, that and the other. And... um, speaking the truth we or whatever we think is right or wrong and that's why we do form opinions but you also mentioned um the ego right like it's to boost my ego you say but what happens like what happened for me was like through experience like you know like i went to school Mm -hmm. and obviously there's boys and girls and you want to look you know good and you want to impress certain people and you want to get marks and then You want to get into a good college and this, that and the other. All of that, (laughs) all of that, you know, like, you know, all of these factors come into play. um, But you are moving from A to B always. Like in my, and that was my experience where, you know, in the 10th standard, you want to, you know, score a certain number of marks, so to speak. And you want to get into a certain college because by that time, you've already formed a self-image. Like I wanted to get into symbiosis because I felt like, you know, that's that's my place, place, you know, like, and you know, this self-image is essentially the same as in my understanding as the ego. Okay. It's the same as an identity or a person that we become as a function of this conditioning that we're exposed to through our life. Okay. So then you want to go to college and then I did and I met more people and, you know, Um, got a job afterwards and did that and wasn't satisfied so this is a very common theme like satisfaction or contentment Hmm. which is essentially missing okay so we'll also like um, so that's why I say A to B that's why I say growth that's why you like always like want to go from um, you know this place to that place so something very interesting happened to me and then um, on this journey of mm. mine so college and then job here and then I wanted to do more and I wanted to get a master's degree I went to Australia and so on but in this on a subtler level a very interesting phenomena started to take place and I started to become aware towards it mm. and that is it's essentially like we perceive life or I perceive life Um, More outwardly, Hmm. you know, I had created a self-image of this is who Rajan is, this is what Rajan does and doesn't do, this is how he looks and feels and speaks and all of that. And I was just walking this planet with that self-image that I had created of myself. But what happened very interestingly through these practices, and which I later found out how it all works, because it's very, it's a very precise subject. Hmm. There's not like everything has been, in my opinion, discovered and documented, which right. I'm only now accessing and starting to understand. Right. But what was happening was essentially this outward perspective was starting to become more and more inward. Because what we're doing is mm. essentially we're finding answers in the world, which I found to be already existent within me. All right. these answers were within me. Right. And then it's kind of a hack. Like all of these questions that come up you're like i'm not going to seek these answers i'm not going to seek more money or Hmm. better jobs or better looking partners or better looking friends or having a greater time or having these amazing luxury holidays but essentially let me find these answers within myself and that's came from like silence retreats and
0: you know just um, and don't you think that overpowering the feeling of regret is a key to this mindset because you know, okay, you want such job that pays you seven figures mm. but you can't have it right now because you're not up to the mark. So either you let it go that why to stress on it and, you know, give myself a bad time, let it be. I'm enjoying right now, I'm satisfied right now. Yeah. That also leads to, you know, overpowering regret because yeah. regret will be there, okay shit, you could have, you know, yeah. bought a better car or yeah. a fancy rolly or yeah. whatever. But yeah. then you tell yourself, No, I'm happy. You tell yourself that no, I'm satisfied. Yeah. So that telling yourself part right i think that's very so do you suck it in like what do you do you accept defeat or are you in peace like there's a thin line between that right so
1: that's a very interesting question because this is these are the questions i was asking myself right why do i experience regret why do i experience anxiety and fear Right? and disappointment and worry and all of these human emotions that are We all experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and so the first question I asked myself, I'm saying this happened to me, that happened to me, you know, like I want a better job and I'm not happy with this and I'm not happy with that. But all of it starts with one thing Mm -hmm. and that's the I. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, (laughs) and that's what I realized and it was a big turning point for me that, and that is what, um, you know, recent spiritual masters have spoken about very clearly and it's now this is kind of like a big you know cornerstone and a concept to get your head around and like it was for me to understand that all the problems in the world
0: Mm.
1: are within me like are relevant to the I Mm. okay. So I am unhappy, I am not satisfied, I want this, I want that. If I don't get this, then that hmm. and all of that. Right. So a common denominator is the I. I. So then once you realize that, um, the phenomenon that I is, or I is also referred to as the same self-image, right. the same ego and that becomes the center point of your self-inquiry, Right. you know. and. Self-enquiry, essentially being one of the spiritual practices, they also call it the practiceless practice, which was brought to planet Earth by Ramana Maharishi in the recent past. You should look up.
0: You uh, know? Is this the book that you told me about? One ninety-eight. Uh, no, that was the Swari. Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. Right, but right.
1: Ramana Maharshi um, was one of the most popular sages that has walked this planet. Um, hmm. Um, in the last century and um, he has a very strong message that everyone should kind of look into mm. and there have been subsequent teachers all around the world and the subject of the study being um, Advaita.
0: Right. Um, duality.
1: Non-duality. Non-duality. Advaita. Yeah. Okay. Advaita yeah. being duality right. and Advaita being non-duality. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, and that kind of became like my practice right. in the recent past. Right. Like, I started off with doing a lot of meditation, mm. a lot of kriyas, um, some reading, but it, my intellect wasn't ready really to absorb these right. scriptures and this and that, but I just found myself kind of going here and there on my explorative journey, mm. but in the recent past I came across across Muji, who is also from that right. um, essentially lineage. Yeah. Yeah. So Ramana Maharishi's uh, um, student was Papaji, who was also self-realized and was based in Lucknow. Papaji, yeah. That,
0: Papaji has.
1: Uh, he's, he's got some stuff on YouTube and. But he calls himself Papaji. That's his. Uh, no, name. his students started calling him that. It's like a. It's a cool uh, name. Yeah. Like so he's beautiful. Like man, yeah. beautiful man, Papaji. and he's 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 very very powerful hmm. kind of hmm. a nice. being who's been and given a lot to this world really. um and then Papaji's student was Muji um, who, you know, on his his journey of self-exploration found himself reading books about Indian you know, masters and found himself in Delhi, then Rishikesh and then in Lucknow where he found what he was looking for. Right. So yeah.
0: how did all of this lead to, because I know since we've been talking recently that, you know, a lot of thoughts have been entering your head how did this lead to infinity that idea you said that you wanted to talk about like because i've always spoken to you and Bri and i felt it and you've told me that you don't believe in expanding like you know franchise like okay one wait, oh we're going to open one in bombay because people will dig it if you open one in goa i know because people visit there and they get the vibe and your vibe is the vibe that people want yeah but you said that you aren't that interested in opening another 108 or yeah. whatever but then you often talk about infinity so, so again along
1: this? this along this journey like yeah. you know we went through the whole motions of like wanting to open more outlets and this and that but essentially again like underneath it all mm. um, was this like um, journey of self exploration where mm. i did and that was the kind of subtle Uh, Transformation that was happening within me, and I did find um, a great level of uh, contentment. So within that, like I don't feel that I want I want to go from A to B or one to four Mm. or one to ten. Like that desire does not exist anymore. For me, um, I feel fully content with what we currently have, and we are essentially of a community mm. and on a daily basis we are creating value for the yes. community and yeah. i feel that's enough and that's a very big thing that is missing in the world today and that's like everyone thinks including myself like yeah. uh, you know i've been in this place many a times that you just think you're not enough but i feel like mm. the transformation that has happened for me is like this is enough yeah, yeah. and that's what it's led that's beautiful. to Thank yeah beautiful. that's what it's yeah, led yeah, yeah. to that we don't need to do more like what we can do is just bring more depth to it yeah, yeah. Um, to what we it's also need to
0: for people who aren't there right in a way in a way or inspiring like you know like should I be. hope it's yeah that's another perspective yeah, right? Perspective. Yeah. it has to be yeah. inspiring it yeah. should be inspiring rather than yeah. envious yeah sure
1: yeah because yeah, envy doesn't get you uh, you know it out of you your bed with yeah, yeah like it's it's essentially again like that feeling like I'm not enough like yeah. he's got it I don't yeah. and that feeling of lack right. rather than you know you being able to use it as a tool like that's very inspiring yeah. like I want to associate with someone like that and that's what happened to let's me with my stones, teachers yeah. Yeah, yeah like let's do something you're like oh what what is he doing or she doing yeah. and how can I um, you know be learn from mm. this person or what can I gain or like and so on and so forth I feel like that's the attitude that we need to carry out like how can i learn or how right. can i teach or how can i be a specific way that's going to collectively you know uplift but how do you feel when you know like you're jealous or you're feeling like i right. don't have this Other, you don't feel great like yeah and that's where again contentment comes and that's where again like meditation has played a big part in my life right yeah so- Still waiting for the infinity part. Like Yeah, unless infinity. Were, unless infinity, it's a secret right now. That no, it's not. Do. It's not. It's not. So, like, in the whole kind of business experience of us being, like, 108 is essentially um, one being the oneness, zero being... Nothingness and eight being infinity. Okay. You know, so it it's a numeric Uh-oh, representation. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I thought
0: it's the one o eight beads, one hundred and eighty beads. It beams. is, but
1: it's also like you know the distance between the repeat, moon and. Repeat,
0: repeat that for me once. One being
1: so one is one is zero is nothingness. Okay. And eight being infinity. infinity. Oh wow. Um. Now so I'm going
0: to look at one o eight in a different way. Yeah, like
1: know. you. Initially, like we all think we are one yes. as somebody, and then you know through this experience we may realize not right. everyone does but may realize we are actually nothing right and what might happen which what they're saying is in book came up with ultimate, the ultimate huh? i it think breed it <laughs> yeah yeah breed definitely breed it <laughs> is awesome and then it kind of leads you to infinity right. and you know it's always been a part of what we do but out of the lockdown what happened was um, i just I'm a project guy. Like I right. get all these ideas and I want to do everything. And more often than not, I'm trying to do too many things right. at the same time. But um, infinity was born out mm. of this kind of interesting phase of life. We've been through of, right. you know, lockdown this, that, and the other. Um, and yeah, like it was a way of kind of sharing what we have mm. with, in a bigger way, right. like without, without, Having to go to Bombay or Goa or wherever else, like we want to be able to share the experience of what we're about right. in a kind of bigger way. So hmm. that's coming sometime. I mean, we've done a few things with Infinity. Right. It's Infinity Delhi, um, is what we're talking I'm about. Introduce
0: meat. I've always told you. Um, <laughs> we'll see what
1: happens, man. We're we're kind of not putting kind of too many rules and restrictions hmm. on ourselves, and that's also what has happened. Um, due to the lockdown, that you kind of learned to push your boundaries a little bit. When more. I saw,
0: because you didn't announce it, right? You just sent uh, that uh, you shared that you know broadcast messages on WhatsApp that you do for pizzas, right? So suddenly yeah. I see pepperoni. Yeah, I see the word pepperoni. I'm like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. Are they like promoting vegan that yeah. uh, for meat pepperoni stuff? Yeah, like, I no, mean, you guys are doing meat now, so.
1: The reason why we weren't doing it was because Bree is vegetarian right. and that's kind of plays into everything hmm. else that we just wanted to create a vibration right. and Brie was vegetarian so you know being true to her kind of work environment she was like I won't be able to serve meat and I'm not going to mm-hmm. and I'm like fair enough like you have to be 100% true to yourself right. more than and this is again tying up to you know what we were initially talking about like you can't just put whatever on the menu because that's what's going to sell or that's mm. what people will want yeah you want to serve what you're going to what's going to make you happy serving day in day out for years to come right and that's what we did but an interesting thing that has happened through infinity is like our partner and chef akshay right
0: he the guy who's always busy with you baking pizzas. yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. he's
1: he's amazing and um you, I should get him as well one day or the other. Yeah, he I, I he is add. super camera shy. So good luck with that. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I'll, I'll try and convince him for a non-video just need to spike his kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. So um, he he is he worked for his work for Michelin star restaurants in nice. France nice, and Spain nice. and brings incredible amount of experience and he likes to cook with meat and. All of Aksha, this kind of Aksha. Yaksha,
0: yes. We'll start with a shout out, no? Right. Yeah,
1: over here. Yeah. We, he's yeah. he's a bit of shout a out to Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um and yeah, like we're not close to anything. So right. we're like, why not? And we yeah. tried it out and it's it's still in project kind of a phase where we don't know in a concrete way mm. where infinity is leading, but we just thought why not? Like, you know, it's yeah. like and you try it out and then you find out essentially and it's been what it has been and it'll be what it'll be in the future. Right. So we'll we'll kind of keep it a little small mystery around it and that's, we'll see that's where how it goes. It's, yeah. so that's how it's, it's very exciting though, like the original intent of Infinity Delhi is to bring the highest quality ingredients to people's homes, mm. um, which is not easily accessible. So mm. currently what happens in the industry is that um, there's very specific people who know what to buy and where to buy from right. whereas we kind of want to open it up to the masses and um, I am super interested like through my previous ventures I've got a business in Australia and I was really passionate about working with smaller communities who right. do artisanal stuff Right, and that's the original intent behind this like connecting mm-hmm. these small artisanal communities to wider masses and figure out like all the interim kind of steps to kind of make it a Cohesive, like a nice experience for everyone and be it coming in once in a week for pizza right. at the cafe or maybe a musical event at the cafe or just like a hmm. meal being delivered to you or some top quality ingredients being delivered to you that are not really easily accessible right. um, to the master. So that's the original intent and it'll be what it'll be. So we're very excited about where it's leading, but we're kind of, in the early stage of really formulating what it's gonna look
0: and feel like yeah now yeah before i ask you about your take on hallucinogens and <laughs> can, can, cannabis i wanted to talk about that to you 100 percent. yeah but i yeah i also wanted to share you know after talking to you right now and always whenever we do it's just that now i've realized why your uh, you know I won't even call it Venture anymore Why 108 it is so successful Is because You know Your vibe Your uh, Quest For answers Right And Yours And Bree's It has percolated Down to your staff Yeah That's what we experience. Because yeah. You might not be there Every single day yeah. But whenever we enter Right So whenever we look at Bipin or the boys Right mm. We feel the same Yeah We feel We feel at home So yeah. I think it's because of I'm not sure whether you've schooled them that way that you've uh, taken a group class and told yeah. them or maybe you've done that however it works so this or, is, or, or you yeah. know, took out the belt oh whatever yeah. yeah, that was a joke but but you know what I really want to say is that this is one of the main ingredients of you know yeah. your success also if you want to open a bar if you really want to get into it your vibe should get percolated down to your stuff yeah that's what we experience at one of it yeah
1: so this is more of the same of what I was saying earlier like it was it wasn't like in a schooling format but essentially conditioning is constantly happening like yeah. if you were to come and spend time with, at the cafe right. like you are being conditioned you are being exposed mm. to a certain mm. vibration a certain energy or certain environment that is contagious like right. and that's who Bri is and who I am that we wanted to bring a certain experience right. more than a certain product right. or a certain service you yeah. know it's an experience where it's friendly yeah. people feel at home people have a good time people can socialize meet new people it's good music good food
0: not just a place where you get kombucha you know, uh, yeah <laughs> exactly Or like you that's know good. like it's
1: it's not a limited thing that we sell this good for we, my gut yeah yeah like that's just a added bonus right. yeah. bonus points yeah but from an experience point of view like that's what we wanted and then yeah. over the years we have you know trained them like you know like in our culture it's, it's very um easy to stare at people you know yeah. you find something out of the ordinary and... And I find myself doing yeah. it like you tend to stare, you know, like and you know, from that to like you know, conversational stuff and um, just like etiquettes, this, that, and the other, right. and just making people more comfortable and just being right. nice and being just ex- being accepted nice, eventually. It's, it's very, eventually. yeah, and and acceptance, yes, 100 percent right, right. equality, and just like everyone being the same, really, like not that this is this and that, you know he is that or she is that or whatever. Like obviously we get all sorts of people walking through the doors. <laughs> sure. But but I think that's the challenge we've signed up for. Right. Yeah. Like being able to
0: um consistently just be nice to One people. bad experience. Just nice. Don't name people. the person. You don't have to name anyone. But one um, bad experience. Adds. Again, like, I... I, f- I, know, I know you're going to give me a deep <laughs> <laughs> spiritual answer on that. But now I really want okay, to... Okay, okay, okay. Black and white. This one. But I'll tell you happened. one. I'll tell you one. This is a that recent... Black fucker, blah, blah, yeah. blah.
1: Yeah. I think this, this is a recent one. Like, we went from our old cafe to the new cafe. Right. And we've poured, like, our blood, sweat and tears into, like, just getting this place ready and opening the doors right. to our people. And then there's this very very peculiar um, person Who walks through the doors And this is one of the very first days of being open Right. And we're like all excited yeah. And like people are walking through the doors And this person has walked in And he's just looking around And he's a little bit sus And I'm not quite sure So I just walk up to him with a right. big smile on my right. face I'm like, hey, welcome Like so nice to see you in our new place Thank you for coming right. What do you think? And he goes, it's rubbish. What the hell? It's awful. Like I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot stand it. I'm like I thought. I like hang on a minute. I think is he joking? But he's not a funny kind of a person. From memory, he's like I don't like anything here. And I'm like, I'm like I like I couldn't like it was so shocking to me mm-hmm. that I'm like and like i'm a human yeah so you have feelings too (laughs) i've I've got feelings and whatever had happened like it was a big transition for us multiple challenges that we worked through and we still are yeah it's a big step into you know whatever we were venturing into and this guy just walks through the doors and completely like shatters everything that we worked (laughs) towards and as much as I'd like to, like, kind of, you know, be unshakable, <laughs> and like, like, this was a pretty big deal yeah. then. yeah. And then I just, like, tried to accept what he had said. I'm like, mm. and obviously, like, um, it affected me. And so I, I just found myself saying, man, I'm sorry that that's your experience. But right. um, I guess not everything, everything that's is not heavy. for everyone.
0: That's heavy. And that's,
1: that's what I said. Everything is not for everyone. So yeah. I think it's, I guess it's your choice if right. you want to come back or not. Right. But we we love truly love and that's what i said to him as well like we're really proud and we really love what has been created and if it's not for you it's not for you man like i'm sorry about your experience but that's all there is because not everything is for everyone and um we've we've kind of learned to come to that place as well but that was one of um you know our difficult experiences there's many others, but like this is one of the
0: reasons that, reason is, that was that was scarring. That was, yeah, because you yeah. feel it right now. And, I and, felt it right and, now. And and so, I told and but I don't, he came back. I don't but, but some this reason. is this is the <laughs> funny part. Like he came back.
1: You know, although so I then my analysis of it is like there's something beyond like and again like it leads me to the question like who's speaking even? Like who's saying these things? And hmm. naturally like if from a natural state of mind mm. people are not saying these things so you know i've kind of developed this um way of being essentially is like giving people a benefit of doubt you know like saying i don't know what happened in your day before you walk through the door yeah. and i don't know like what's happening for you or what state of mind you're in or this that and the other so i do like to give people benefit of the doubt or you call it forgiveness or openness or whatever right. and that's what i did like and I said and I just said like it's your choice and you know like we love what we're doing and then he's like cool cool this that and the other and then he came back multiple times still like because his friends used to like coming there and you know like someone might just be the second time when he entered you must have been like "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) you know like actions speak for themselves so he he kind of you know came back and was very nice all of a sudden and I guess realized you know like that yeah. he wasn't very nice on that specific occasion. So he had a bad day before yeah. that. Yeah. And it's cool. We all do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, coming back to yeah. Mm. So the question is that I, I mean I'm not gonna complain about the laws in India uh, regarding cannabis and other hallucinogens, mm. but. You know, if if I talk about this to my dad, right? He'll be immediately. You know, he'll just put it down. He'll put his foot down, and he'll be like, you know, drugs, blah blah blah, yeah. stay away. Because sure, there's a because when when cartels get involved. But do
1: you do you know that that's what your dad will say, or is that what you think? Because I've done this with my dad recently. I've oh spoken no, no, no. About he says things. that. He says okay. that.
0: He will be like, you know, he'll be like, he is a complete, I will be the one in the conversation, I'll be, tell, I'll be telling that that, you know, forget about the medicinal purposes, forget about, you know, that let it be on for recreation in India. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good thing. And that's when dad gets really that, you know, it has ruined lives. And then I get into the properties of cannabis and he's like, fuck you, you idiot, you don't understand. It's about, you know, you know, when he talks about all the peddlers smuggling money and then there are people dying, killing each other for... So that is wrong. So I think there needs to be a systemic revolution in a way to bring these things. But that's not what I really want to talk about because there are people talking about it every other day. What I really want to talk about is that, you know, people out there in the States, they are having, I I don't know, they're having experiences that we can only dream of legally. You know, they're having these DMT sessions. And there's this thing called Toad that Mike Tyson often talks about on his podcast. Which they extract something from a poison venomous toad skin and make something that gives you, I don't know what, I mean, but it has, it has to be done under guidance. Mm. Like there has to be an expert present, but you know, the zone they go into when, when they come out, they experience something, you know, that I cannot explain right now because you know, we aren't, we're just so away from it. Yeah. So what's your take on that? And what do you think about hallucinations in general?
1: So see, first of all, I'd like to mention, so this is recently, um, i've been reading the patanjali yoga sutras right. okay and there's a mention of Aushadi. Aushadi. so medicines right. okay aushadhi has been mentioned in there right. now it doesn't go into this that and the other right. but let's just like kind of consider that for one second right. and then there's been commentaries that have been written about the Yoga Sutras right. translated from Sanskrit to English. Hmm. Okay, I found this very interesting, right. and my friends find this topic in general very interesting. So, so that's one mention. It's right. been mentioned; people have spoken about it, this, that, and the other. So, what is more important for me is hmm. the intention behind doing these things. Right? Okay. So, from my perspective, the intention is growth is you call it spiritual growth or you know there's talk about spiritual awakening and there's that and the other Hmm. okay and I can only share like what from my experience in kind of my on my journey Um, so very clearly it's been mentioned like different ways of spiritual attainment or spiritual growth or moving through Hmm. this kind of subject of study Right. one of them is medicines right. another one is chanting like right. chanting mantras okay. there is tapas which is essentially um, you know just doing practices or putting your body and mind through hmm. this that and the other there is meditation there is like five different things but what they also see is tapas and meditation being something that if you get if you embed those um, techniques or tools within you mm. will take you all the way. Right. Okay. Whereas medicines or whatever these substances mm. we refer to will essentially um, support the journey. Right. But can't be the only thing or if um, that you use, right. which can be very interesting. Mm. Now, I'll bring another perspective. So, a they friend of catalyze
0: mine, the reaction in a way.
1: Yeah, right. but again, also it's such a these substances are so powerful. Hmm. Okay, and what you are essentially doing is when you make a decision to use one of these substances is essentially subject yourself to random possibilities hmm. that are not going to be um, in your. Um, in a purview of experience right. in daily life. Right, right. Now, I'm a risk manager. Right. Okay. So it's a certain risk you're taking on. Mm. If you want to, if you have the risk appetite to have a certain experience mm. or not, I can't judge. Right. You can be the only judge. Yeah. If I can or not, I can decide for myself. Right. So there's a little bit of a calculated risk. Mm. Okay. Who you're doing it? Where you're doing it? How much experience is? there at the table uh, wherever this experience is going down but just kind of focusing on the medicinal kind of aspects of it a little bit is essentially like again like recreation or not it's a very thin line like Mm. you can have a prescription to consume cannabis in the US or Canada or even recreation now you walk into a store and buy whatever you want and Mm. this that and the other is a very thin line which we won't about necessarily right, right, it's essentially yeah. like do you have access or not right and how much access you have and should you or should you not have that right. access now i have a friend who is suffering from insomnia and right. she went to a specific place um, in somewhere in america where okay. you know there was psilocybin and there's like a medical professional with help proper setup the the medicine is essentially properly tested um, qualified, the dosage
0: is like right. quite specific. Are they vaping it through vaporizers? No, psilocybin mushrooms is kind of just edible. Oh, I thought we were talking about uh, medical uh, med- medicinal marijuana. No, huh? this is okay. Uh, mushrooms. Okay.
1: So then, um, it's like a treatment. Right. And I'm not qualified to you know sure. like medicinally speak right, how right. it functions and how it yes. doesn't. But from what I've read and seen and experienced i know that it can have benefits hmm. at the same time it's not for everyone okay you know, if your mind is not strong enough to go through whatever experience is on offer essentially that is again just a catalyst right okay
0: what we the center point of it all is really the mind have you seen fear and loathing in las vegas johnny no. depp he no. plays the good old author hunter thompson no so they ride and they stack their car with everything upper down as everything and they are seeing uh, yeah. dragons and bats so yeah. i mean yeah. and there was one guy who was actually losing it losing it yeah. they have shown that yeah. it's a beautiful movie you should watch yeah. it once yeah so uh, coming back to what you were saying that can you handle it can you handle the substance
1: exactly and are you ready for it as well and there's certain in my opinion there's certain qualifying factors that should okay. be seriously thought about right. it's not like you know like here there and everywhere like you can just it's not it's it needs to be taken a little more seriously right where it's not like you know something that you do casually so to speak Hmm. that's one thing you should I mean if ever like you were to do it like I don't know it's a very personal question like I'm not going to tell anyone you should do it right you know like if ever you were to do it like I think there should go some kind of consideration into it like where you know how strong is your mind like um, who are you with like you should right. be comfortable with these people the environment because these are altered state of consciousness so yes to absolutely. speak like you will feel see hear things differently um, and it's all perceived by the five senses essentially you know like yeah. but again the last thing I want to say is and what these scriptures are also saying mm-hmm. is they are just experiences right okay um, you you engage in one of these substances you know that experience will come and go yeah. um, yes there might be some insights um, but what is most important is what are you taking away from away it, from it yeah. you know like and um, it shouldn't be just like a thing or like
0: you know like let's have fun kind right. of a thing it's, right it's it's not that in my opinion i also think that people why should people be deprived of this if there is a setup I know it's a very you know very recently you must have heard that you know at uh, UN India said that you know you should we, we should rethink about you know decriminalizing uh, cannabis yeah it was very recent yeah I mean, they've just for the first time they've spoken about it yeah and all the stoners inside are like, oh. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but here's the thing why should people be deprived of such experiences just like alcohol yeah exactly so right. I feel like prohibition right doesn't necessarily work but where do you draw the line then because then people uh, uh, you know you've seen people on the roads okay uh, so i've seen both the sides i've spoken to cops as well not just because they are in uh, you know they they also show you the ugly side so there are uh, people who are you know drug addicts they don't want that it's not like you know uh, to keep them alive inside a cell cops have to keep some substance with them Because if they don't give it to them... I'm not talking about regular recreational users. I'm talking about junkies Mm. who've lost it. Who've got punctured holes in their thighs. And, you know, they take... I don't know what the substance is. Either it's brown sugar, heroin, whatever they inject inside. But you can see a life already being ruined in front of Mm. you. So they cops literally say that they start foaming Mm. inside the cells the condition is so bad that they start foaming and they might die and a cop will never want someone to die in custody right Mm. even if that guy was a peddler or whatever but he's like all barely alive Mm. and he's on the substance but to keep him alive they are sometimes sometimes they're forced to keep some because they don't want him to die so where do you exactly draw the line because things are going really ugly as well
1: no you and I I'm not an
0: expert to you know speak on this subject because I haven't done enough
1: kind of because I've only had access to limited number of things and um I feel that overall hmm. there's a time and place for a thing right and it's happening right now right like it is being legalized across the world right whatever is being legalized and whatever is not being legalized right. I feel if we have a general sense of um sensibility right. behind these things exactly um, exactly then there's certain framework that right. can be built again like i'm not an expert to say what it should be or shouldn't be right. but i feel like it's being done already yeah where there is certain amount of well there's other questions that come up when you talk about these things yeah. you know there's uh, prescription medicines as well mm. you know there's the uh, opioid um, right. uh, situation in the US that is a huge problem, right. um, which is from prescription medicines. Yeah. So all of these issues are kind of the same for me. Hmm. Like if a certain thing is being abused, it can be food as well. Sugar. You know, people are dying of eating excessive food right. or excessive yeah. certain kind of food. Yeah. So it's all in the same thing for me. And the only thing I feel you can do is educate. Yeah. You know, exactly. you put the information out there. You yes. you speak your message, you put it out there and people are educated. Like I feel even what is happening in India recently, the biggest thing, biggest takeaway is essentially education. Like yeah. is myths being busted? Like right. is you actually getting knowledge about whatever is being spoken about? Right. And not necessarily, I mean, individual opinions are, anywhere going to be individual opinion there's right. some people who are never going to come around or never going to touch it, never going to believe in the benefits yeah. of it which yeah. is okay yeah. but at least they should have the information about what it is right you know the benefits of medical cannabis are undeniable like it's, it's, yeah. it's benefiting so many people I've seen people around me benefit from it and it's undeniable yeah okay can it be abused? Anything and everything can be abused. Right. And is being abused. Is being abused. Now, yes. what are the steps you can take? What are the steps you can't take? That's for a question for the experts. Right. Like how can you design a, a system where, you know, there is benefit, but not abuse, so to speak. regulate You know, yeah. Right. And, yeah. And again, like... I I think we should look at these substances for what they are mm. and not for, you know, like a, I don't know, this like something like supernatural or something evil. Like some of these things are really very, very harmful substances like yeah, yeah. if taken by a human. So obviously there's, you know, science can be used in this, like do testing and, you know, like see what's happening. But the benefits are undeniable and that's Mm. the time and place we're in today Mm. so um, it's not a question really like should people have access to it or not yeah like it's how and when you know and what is again what people have access to and what not is a very um, interesting question and we'll find out in 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 due time like how it all pans out yeah anything else that you want to share <laughs> um no nah, man like it's been a pleasure obviously hanging out with you Likewise, and talking everywhere. to you as as always and um i'm happy that i had the opportunity to come here and have a chat with you and maybe we can do it again another time sure maybe we'll do it
0: uh, on your podcast right yeah. start. <laughs> that'll be awesome yeah why not thanks a lot, yeah. Ari.
1: thanks